Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Let us begin at our theme verse on tonight, uh, which is Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 14. If my people, which are called by my name, all right, and as we've been getting into this, we are getting a better idea and understanding of who these people are. These people are the saints of God. These people are the believers. They are saints of God that have been, uh, uh, have answered the call to sanctification, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, all right, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Okay, that's our theme verse on tonight. So let's kind of recap a little bit. Make sure we get everybody up to speed and rehearse where we have been. We understood from our previous lesson that all of us have a shared common calling. Okay, doesn't matter if you're a deacon, trustee, minister, you uh, sing on the choir, or you just attend church. You don't necessarily have a role you play, which we, we hope that that'll change. But every one of us have a role, a calling on our life. And what is that? That's the call to be a saint. Call to be a saint. And I'd call you now back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 2. 1 Corinthians 1, verse number 2. It reads, unto the church of God. Alright, this is laying the foundation to who Paul is talking to. He's talking to a select group of people. All right. He's not necessarily now talking to the world. He's talking to a select group of people. All right. Until the church of God, which is at Corinth. This is a specific assembly. Uh, people that are connected to a specific church. To them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. All right. They're not just church goers. They don't just have their name on the roll, okay? They're not just, uh, uh, they don't just give their money, but they are actually sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, all right? With all that are in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. This defines the call to be a saint. Those who are connected to that local assembly 
and those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. And so we understood last week that with this sanctification, it's a process. It's not a, it's not a quick race that you run to it. And you wake up one morning and say, Oh, I'm, I'm completed my process of sanctification. No, it doesn't quite work that way. There is a process to this. And as long as you live, you are always working on it. Okay. You are always working on it because sanctification is the process and it is the, the living, it is living a holy life. That's what sanctification is. It's living life, a holy life. No one is born knowing how to do this. No one is born knowing how to live holy. Okay. No one is born knowing how to do this. Why? Because we are born with a sinful nature. We're born with a nature that opposes the things of God. Okay. Uh, that comes from the fall in the garden. And so, uh, Paul mentioned on one occasion, uh, I, when I would do uh, good, evil is ever present. That nature, it keeps rising up. Okay. Sanctification is an ongoing process. Ongoing process. Remember we said last week, it's a daily walk and it's a daily work. It's a daily walk and it's a daily work. So let's go here and pick up. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans uh, chapter 12, beginning at verse number one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Okay. Listen to the verbiage here. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. This is sanctification. Acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As we read this, these two verses, there's a saying and a word that keeps coming out of this. And that is acceptable. Acceptable unto God. Acceptable. So we want to highlight that tonight as we continue to talk about the process of sanctification. We want to highlight what is being acceptable unto God. This is a part of the process of sanctification, being acceptable unto God. Our goal in everything we do should be this right here. Lord, just be pleased with me. Help me out tonight. Type that in the comments for me. Lord, just be pleased with me. If you're on the phone, repeat that. Lord, just be pleased with me. 
That's the request tonight. Lord, just be pleased with me. Okay? Because a lot of times we think we are doing right and doing good. But here's the, here's the thing. It's only acceptable to us. The right that we think we're doing, the good that we think we're doing, it's right, it's good, but it's really not acceptable to nobody but us. It's not acceptable to God. Can I give you an example? Let's go to Genesis chapter number four. You know this story, but it's, it's, it, it's applicable and can be used in this case. Genesis chapter four. Let's begin at verse number three. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain bought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. So we've got two brothers here, Cain and Abel. Abel, he, he dealt with flock. He had sheep. That, that was his livelihood. He, he dealt with sheep. Cain was a tiller of the ground, so he was into more of the gardening and 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 uh, things like that, okay? And the Bible says in the process of time it came to pass, Cain bought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Verse 4, And Abel, he also bought of the persons of his flock and of the fat thereof. Okay? And the Lord had respect unto Abel unto his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? <laughs> and if thou doest not well, Sin life at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So what was the difference? Abel bought him self an offering before the Lord, right? But his offering was the first thing. It was acceptable unto God because it was the very best of what he had. Cain bought an offering it was the fruit of the ground right it was the it was what he had but it wasn't the best fruit it wasn't the first fruit y'all hit me tonight it wasn't off the top it wasn't it was after every all the pickings had went it went through it wasn't the best it wasn't the top y'all say amen real quick in them comments before i go another direction with this <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already know. Praise God. But the Lord said, Abel's offering, I not only respect him, his offering, but I respect him. That's powerful. Said, but Cain, I don't have respect for him nor his offering. Wow. I, it's not just the offering I don't respect. I don't respect him either. 
Okay. This is all because what he gave God was not acceptable. We never want to be in a position where our lives are not acceptable to God to the point he said, I not only don't respect what you do, but I don't respect you either. I don't, I don't don't respect the songs you sing. I don't, I don't respect what you do in church. The, the sermons you preach. I not only don't respect, praise God, the things that you do, quote unquote, for the kingdom, but I don't respect you either. Not because what you do is not good, but because your heart is not in the right place. How do we know Cain's uh, heart was not in the right place? Because if his heart was in the right place and pure, he would have given God the best part. Furthermore, when things didn't go right, he would not have killed his brother. So that tells me hate, jealousy, and murder was in him all along. It was just waiting for the time to manifest. And so God said, I can't respect him or his gift. Something is not right about him. All right. So we got to make sure that we are acceptable unto God. Spend less energy, less time being trying to be accepted by people. Y'all hear me tonight. Stop spending all your energy and time. Spend less time being uh, uh, trying to be accepted by people. Now, let me say this. It is good to be in a position where people uh, approve and think highly of your life because the Bible says you should have a good report to them that are without, meaning people that don't know Christ, what have you. They should be able to speak well of you all in the streets, whatever. They should say, oh, if anybody can get a prayer through, it's Sister Jane. If anybody close to God is Sister Paul or Brother Brother John, because they know the life that you live, they should have respect for your life, even if they don't really know God that much. They should look at your life and be and have respect for you. Okay, just like it was back in the day, you know, certain people in the community you just had respect for because of the life they live. Uh, and and how they glorify God in their life that you just have respect for them, okay? And that's and that's that's a different thing. But but we should not spend our energy and time, all of it, trying to be accepted by people. You know why? Because people are flaky. People are flaky. One day they may like you, the next day they may not, and they have moved on to somebody else. They they have moved on. And, and they are trying to see if they like uh, somebody else for the same job or the same position or what, what have you. Don't, you don't believe me, then uh, look at your job sometime. If something go wrong at your job, sometime, amen, they, before you can put your resignation in good, they already got a new uh, the, a posting on the website. And you ain't even packed your box up yet. 
Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> All right. So one minute you can be doing right in their eyes and the next they'll act like they don't even know you. That's that's just how people are. They unwavering. OK. And uh, you can't spend too much energy trying to impress people to get their acceptance. Because what happens is when they reject you, it sends you down a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. That that can even work spiritually. Okay, we shouldn't try to uh, spend our energy trying to be accepted by uh, our church peers. Our church peers. Okay. I, if you love me, that's fine. But if you don't, I'm still going to praise God. All right. Same thing with family. I'm going to do for you. But but if you don't accept me, that's okay. The, Dave said when the Lord, uh, when, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord would take me up. All right. So our focus should be more on being accepted by God. Being accepted by God. And I know that seems harder to do because in humanity, our, our nature is we want people to accept us. We want people to, uh, approve of us. We want people to take us in and, and, and shower us with acceptance and shower us with approval and affirmation and confirmation. That's just a part of our human makeup. We want that. And some people need that more than others. But what I'm trying to tell you is sometimes you're just not going to get it. And you can't spend all your energy and time trying to get that when your ultimate focus is, Lord, you just be pleased. Lord, you just be pleased. And so maybe our focus should shift tonight to Psalm 19 verse 14. Let's go there. Psalm 19 verse 14. This verse has been in my my spirit for ever since last Wednesday actually. And uh so I thought this is what the Lord would have us to zone in on tonight um, as we continue this discussion. And so uh, we will we will land here tonight, land the, land the plane here tonight in this verse. And it reads, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Here's that word again, acceptable. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I'm going to read that again. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We want to be favorable and we want our words, our thoughts to be something that the Lord is pleased upon when he looks and hears. Okay. This particular Psalm reinforces the fact that God has laws and God is a perfectionist. This Psalm here believed to be a Psalm of David. If you read it, it's, it's reiterating the fact that God, he's, he's not a lawless God. He has laws. Okay. Uh, I know a couple of people, uh, in power right now that seem lawless, but, but, uh, God has laws and, and he is a perfectionist. All right. He has laws and he is a perfectionist. All right. And so David here wants to make sure he is not a repeat offender of the laws of God. Listen, he wants to make sure he is not a repeat offender of the laws of God. And that that should be something that we strive for. You know, Lord, I know I'm, I'm, I may mess up here. I may mess up there. I may say the wrong thing here. I may say the wrong thing there. I may think the wrong thing here. I may think the wrong way there. But, but as I strive for sanctification, Lord, help me not to be a repeat offender. A repeat offender. Okay? Because that is an abuse of grace. That's an abuse of grace. Grace is that cushion that you have that God uh, allows and permit uh, for a time to to re be repaired, restored, fixed up. That sort of thing. But when you become a repeat offender, then that grace starts to wear out. That mercy starts to wear out depending on the time that God allowed because everything is up to him. People have their own timeline as far as their mercy and grace towards you. But God's mercy and grace is based on his decision. He is when the Bible says he is the judge. He is the judge because God judges all matters. All right. He doesn't just look at exhibit a exhibit B all right and makes a final ruling he looks at all of the discovery exhibit a B C and looks further down the road at exhibits that haven't even been presented in the case okay and he looks back before time and looks at those exhibits that haven't even been presented in your case by the devil and he says I'm allotting this person this grace and mercy because of this, that, and the other. But now, Paul says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
We don't want to be repeat offenders just because we have grace. So David is saying, I don't want to be a repeat, repeat offender. All right. And uh, he even alludes to that in verse number 13. We says, keep that, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. That means sins that are repetitive. Keep doing the same thing over and over. Let them not have dominion over me. All right. Anything that is repetitive is a sign that it has dominion over you, whatever it is. Okay. Whatever it is, there's no one little thing because there's no big sin, little sin. All right. Whatever it is, uh, 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 if it is repetitive, that means it likely has a hold or a dominion over you. Okay. And he says, then shall, if, if you keep me back from the presumptuous sins and let them not have dominion over me, he then says, then shall I be upright. That's righteous upright. And I shall be innocent from the great transgression. All right. See, then he concludes this by saying, Lord, if you will, just let the words of my mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. That which I'm I'm considering, thinking, pondering on that, which is in my heart, that which is uh, in my my feelings that's with that which is in my emotion let that be acceptable in thy sight let you be approved of that listen oh lord my strength and my redeemer what's in the heart comes out of the mouth that's why these two are put together the mouth he says my the words of my mouth meditation of my heart out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. What's in the heart will come out of the mouth. That's why you hear people say, oh, I only said that because I was upset. Uh, I don't know. Because it's somewhere was simmering in the recesses of your emotions or in the recesses of your feelings. That thought, whether it was uh, doctored up on or whether it was explored more or whether it was uh, nurtured is another thing but the thought was there okay the thought was there at some point and so it was expressed whether it was a time of anger or high emotion or what have you and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth just spoke okay and sometimes you can say things and before you realize you, you've said it, you done said it. And that's because somewhere in the recesses of your heart, it was there. It was there. I don't know if Cain knew he was a murderer. I don't know if Cain knew that uh, he would snap on his brother like that, but he did. It was in his heart. And so our prayer should be, we used to say it as a, I think we used to say it as a benediction. I'm not, I can't remember, but we used to say it all the time. Let the words of my mouth, meditation on my heart, be accepted in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength 
and my redeemer. Listen, you need him to be your strength and your redeemer every day because we we fall and we falter every day. Anybody that says they don't come short every day need to check themselves. They need to check themselves. That's why repentance and asking God for forgiveness should be a daily daily thing because Sometimes you can sin, commit sins of commission and omission, meaning sins you're aware of and sins you're not aware of. All right. You just ain't seen it in the Bible yet, but it's there. <laughs> Praise God. So you need him to be your strength and your redeemer every day. But but we used to say that, I believe, as a benediction, let words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Let the church say amen. And I don't think we really knew how important that was because if we don't be accepted by anybody else in the service or in the church, our main goal, Lord, I need you to be, need you to accept me. I need you to accept me. He is the righteous judge. And so a part of our sanctification is allowing God to help us with our thoughts and our speech. Allowing God to show us what is acceptable by him. You know, when you are applying for something, uh, be it a job, be it school or whatever, they will tell you this is acceptable. You need this kind of ID. You need that kind of proof. So forth and so on. They'll tell you these are what? Acceptable forms of documentation. Acceptable forms of ID. Now you can present them something else. All you want to. But they'll either kick it back or they will deny you right out the gate. And that's the same principle. We can present ourselves and have the attitude, well, this is just how I am. Take me or leave me. And God say, I leave you. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want him to say, I leave you. I don't want to be left during the rapture. The rapture is for the church. I don't know about you, but when the rapture takes place, I want to be a part of the accepted group and I want to be caught up to meet him in the middle of the air. Okay. I don't want to be here for the second coming. I don't want to be here uh, during that time period because you think this is bad. You ain't seen nothing. I want to be in the rapture. Okay. Whether I'm in the grave. All right. Whether I'm in the grave and a nice casket and a nice suit or whatever. If y'all put me away nice uh, and I come up out the gray that way, fine. Or I'm walking in the food line and the rapture take place and I just get on up out of the store, the ceiling or whatever, just rise up and I just take right off. That's fine with me. But I just want to be accepted and get out of here. Okay. I don't want to be in the category of the denied. And so I hope that's your prayer tonight too. I hope that's your prayer tonight. Why don't you meditate on this verse the rest of the week? Lord, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight.
Oh Lord.